what are you? Are you me? Why are you doing this, huh? Oh, you want to know? Because the answer is easy. I'm badass, and you're good ash. You're a goody little two-shoes. Little goody two-shoes, little goody two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. Goody little two-shoes. <laughs> goody little two-shoes, goody little... Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. We are into part three of our original Evil Dead trilogy. And uh, tonight it's Army of Darkness, which came out in 1992. Yeah, so this is the second sequel, I guess. Even though, you know, Evil Dead 2 was basically kind of a remake of the first one. Uh, This is what Sam Raimi had in mind for the original first sequel. The plot synopsis being sardonic hardware store clerk, a.k.a. Ash Williams, is accidentally transported to 1300 A.D., where he must retrieve the Necronomicon and battle an army of the dead so he can return home. And this one is like full action comedy. I mean, there's still some horror elements, especially at the beginning, but it quickly turns into like an action adventure movie. If you had any questions or if you had any doubts that Sam Raimi and the gang were fans, big fans of the Three Stooges, this movie will lay, lay that to rest. Uh, there's a lot of lot of pratfuls, a lot of shenanigans, a lot of physical comedy in this. It, it leans very heavily in that direction. And it, it is pretty great for the most part. The weird thing that happened for me tonight, Luke, and uh, I don't know if you feel the same way. I think you do. I was curious about this one and how much I would like it now. Because when we first saw this, this is one of those movies where it's like, for whatever reason, it's just like, I remember it being like, oh yeah, it's it's pretty good, but I don't need to like rewatch it. And in fact, you know, up until this point, whenever I watch the Evil Dead movies, I watch watch the first two and then I stop. (laughs) I'm wondering why I like this one more now than I did when I was younger. So I have a theory about that. I've been thinking about this while we were watching the movie. We were kind of discussing the same, you know, this very thing. And we plucked that that VHS copy of, of Evil Dead off that shelf. And we had ourselves a, a special horror time, right? And then we saw, you know, Evil Dead 2 was also there. So we rented that shortly afterward. And we were even more pumped, right? Love those two movies. Hardcore, even though, you know, the second movie definitely introduces a lot of comedy into it so when we watched army of darkness this is my my theory and and then from my you know vague recollection of watching this way back when because it's been a long time since i've seen it i think we were expecting more of the same as far as tone and gore and everything and army of darkness you know aka evil dead 3 i guess is really tame gore wise horror wise compared to the other two it's very different yeah but that's okay, because tonight I appreciate it for what it was, and I had a fucking ball. Man, we were laughing constantly while watching this one tonight. It's like every couple seconds there was something hilarious. Yeah, everything pretty much hit for me. You know, there's a few scenes here and there that were either, you know, the, the special effects or budget, you know, weren't quite there. For the most part, the 
the low budget. And when I say low budget, this movie has a huge budget compared to the first two movies. Huge. I mean, talk about extras and costumes and there's castles and there's a there's a whole castle siege involved. Explosions. I mean, it's it's crazy how much more stuff is going on on screen than in the first two movies. There's a whole shit ton of extras. You, yeah, like you can tell that they they finally got, you know, like the budget and the stuff that they and the freedom to do what they wanted. Except for a couple of scenes, like you said, early on in the movie, it's kind of like a it's a swashbuckling adventure. Like you said, while we were watching it, that, that's pretty much what it is. It's a it's a swashbuckling adventure with a heavy dose of Three Stooges humor thrown into it. Man, he even swings on a rope and says, tally ho. <laughs> he sure does. <laughs> He absolutely does. It's uh, it's it's quite amazing. There are a lot of uh, horror stuff, like in horror elements, right at the beginning of the movie, because it pretty much picks up right where the other one left off. They change a few things, just like they did from the first to the second one. You know, Ash is being pulled into this, you know, like this castle, this medieval castle, and he's uh, the biggest change is that he's in, you know, like he's in, um, he's in a gallows, he's in a. He's in the stocks, you know, he's he's not like the hero that he was made out to be at the end of Evil Dead 2. And they want to throw him into this pit where he just saw somebody get thrown in before him. Right. And and let me just very quickly just reiterate that because at the end of Evil Dead 2, when he gets sucked through the portal, because, you know, I forget the archaeologist's name, but his daughter, right? She, she reads the incantation with her last breath, right? And she sends Ash... Well, inadvertently through the portal because she wants to send the evil back, but he ends up being sucked back with it. And when him and the Delta uh, get sucked through the portal and he lands and he blows away a flying deadite, he's uh, celebrated as a hero. But the way this movie starts, yeah, he's a villain. He's uh, They think that he is uh, part of Duke Henry the Red's army, this, uh, this army that belongs to uh, Lord Arthur, and they throw him in chains. He's a prisoner of war. So the horror elements that you get at the beginning is like after he sees this person getting thrown into this pit, you get a an Evil Dead geyser of blood coming out of that that pit. An old fashioned Evil Dead geyser of blood, like just a inordinate amount of blood, <laughs> just spewing. Which I don't remember happening. Me neither. It was a shock because I honestly, in my head, I thought this was going to be like a PG thirteen movie, and for the most part, it kind of is. Would you say? Well, I mean, you know, there's, there's, uh, no, this is strictly for the fact that there's language, you know, there's quite a, quite a bit of language. I think there's only one F-bomb dropped in it though, dude. There's limbs getting chopped off and there's no way you get that geyser of blood. Right. And the battle at the bottom of the pit is also pretty gnarly. Yeah. Cause he, he gets thrown in afterwards and he, there's a deadite down there. There's actually a couple of them. The first one is, uh, is a, uh you know, a woman and she's like a new deadite, I guess you could say. And he, uh, he dispatches of her after, you know, like the old guy that believes in him, throws him down his chainsaw. He, he beats her. And just when he thinks he's, uh, he's done with it because there's also like a, a wall of spikes. There's a uh, two walls of spikes closing in and he, you know, he kills this, this female deadite. And then another one comes out of the wall, which looks super cool and gnarly. Like the makeup looks awesome. It's like an older one. Yeah, yeah. It looks like there's like you know been like mold and moss growing on it or whatever. And uh, yeah, he uses the chain that the you know the guys above are using to to you know to close in the two spike walls to to get out of the pit. And then, but the the you know the mossy deadite jumps up after him. 
(laughs) 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 You know, he he beats the shit out of that thing and he like flips it back into the pit. The thing does, you know, like a backflip. It's totally out of place. Yeah, we we were joking that like one of the things the new budget afforded was acrobats. Cause that's there's some there's some stunt people in this that are doing just some straight up like backflips like some John Woo type shit and it's uh it's hilarious it look it's very funny. It's for the next twenty minutes or so. It's prime nineties era Bruce Campbell with a cocky attitude and the one liners. You get some really good ones. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. <laughs> this is my boomstick. <laughs> and every. <gasps> <laughs> and it's got the camera behind it and he's like shaking it at him and then and then uh you know he's getting waited on <laughs> first you're trying to kill me now you're trying to kiss me yeah sheila right sheila the uh she's the uh, i guess he's what is she like a princess a handmaiden yeah. or something yeah didn't like him when he first you know <laughs> the whole movie's filled with stuff like this and then they uh you know she slaps him he grabs her and then they look into each other's eyes and you get the you know a famous famous one-liner Give me some sugar, baby. And they make out. <laughs> and this is also when he gets his robotic hand. That's know, right, his metal, his, his metal hand. He makes it. It's got, you know, one of the, another classic Evil Dead, like quick cut montage type thing and crushes a thing of wine and says the other one-liner from this movie that came from the second one. Groovy. What this is all leading up to is that he is, uh, he wants to get home. And so the... Uh, you know, the wise wizard of the town tells him that the only way to get home is to read certain passages out of the Book of the Dead. So he's going to go do that, but he's got to say some words, Luke. This is basically like a like a Dungeons and Dragons types quest that they sent him on. The wise man, played by Ian Abercrombie, you know, he tells him like you gotta you gotta find the Necronomicon and you gotta you gotta read these three words and they're Klaatu, Barata, Nikto. The whole time, Ash is like. You know, he's just being his arrogant self. Like, yeah, 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 I yeah, got yeah, it. yeah. I got yeah, it. I got yeah. it. I got the all damn right, words, all right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, by the way, I can't stress enough how perfect Bruce Campbell is in this movie. So like I said, we just watched the first two movies. In uh, the first Evil Dead, pretty rough. His acting, especially at the beginning, it's, it's you know, it's, it's not great. The second movie, much, much better. This movie, this is like prime ash. He is amazing. He's like, just oozes like arrogance and you know, just uh, he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room when he actually isn't. And so, yeah, he goes on alone, gets on a horse to, to find an Akronomicon and pretty soon gets starts getting chased by a very familiar first person demon. The demon comes back, chases him to a windmill. And this is my favorite part of this whole movie, Luke, his, uh, his fight with the mini ashes. Oh, it's great. He, he runs into this windmill where there is inexplicably like a perfect mirror there. Because this is supposed to take place in the 1300s, by the way. So the first thing he does, understandably, after what happened in the fir- in the second movie, is he just runs into this mirror and smashes it immediately, thinking he's uh you know saved himself. But now there's a, a bunch of you know broken pieces of mirror laying on the floor, out of which little tiny ashes come out of. And then he has an extended fight scene with these guys. This is like Gulliver's Travel type. Yeah. Oh, it's directly out of Gulliver's Gulliver's Travel. Because after they like uh, beat the shit out of him for a while, you know, like pushing his face on a hot plate and he's scraping it off. And and the little evil ashes like have like, you know, uh, 
you know, like little mouse voices. It's, it's hilarious. And then, you know, they knock him out and they've tied him down. And it's straight out of Gulliver's Travels. If you've ever seen any kind of Gulliver's Travels adaptation, it's the giant with, you know, this, you know, and he with the ropes tied him across but he gets out and then the other thing that made me laugh is they got like three evil ashes and like two of them run away and one guy just fucking freaks out and starts screaming and they drag him off <laughs> but yeah but hey but not before one of the evil ashes jumps into his mouth and a really not great special effect shot but um yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of like double what do you call it it's like when you have like the the screen behind and then you do like disney yeah disney animation started doing it way back in the day where you've got like, like a, superimposed type yeah superimposed shit yeah and yeah so basically one of the one of the many little evil ashes he because he kills all the other ones in, in very funny fashions it gets into his stomach and uh he drowns it with like boiling hot water but it's uh it's too late because he notices there's an eyeball growing out of his shoulder it's pretty unsettling, actually. This is good body horror. Yeah, some good horror stuff. And, and you know, to be honest with you, after this, uh, after this scene, the horror stuff's pretty much gone. It's all, you know, like fantasy after this. Another ash grows out of his body. And that's bad ash. They, uh, they fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, uh, evil ash kind of makes fun well, of him sort for a while. of fight. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Sort of fight. It doesn't last long because... Uh, you know, good Ash has got a shotgun. Yeah, good Ash is the guy with the gun. And uh, evil Ash is basically like the animated Batman, the animated series Joker. <laughs> yeah, he he, he uh, kills him. And he gets dismembered too, doesn't he? He does dismember him in a very PG-13 way. It, it fades away. We don't see anything. Yeah. And then he buries him. Yep. And then he finds, well, he finds three books. He's got another, you know, extended pratfall. Yeah, this is one of those, you know, other famous scenes where he's going to recite the words, but he forgets what they are. You know, so he just goes ahead with it anyway. You know, Klata, Verata, you know, he can't remember the last one and takes a book anyway. Right, which unleashes the Army of Darkness. Or in this movie, they call it they call it the Army of the Dead. But uh, same thing. It's uh, looks like it's mostly made up of skeletons, really goofy, hilarious skeletons. Yeah, dude, they got a lot of one-liners, and think like uh, Ray Harryhausen stop-motion animation. Yes, a lot of that, and then uh, I think just a lot of just straight-up puppetry of of people just, you know, with skeletons tied to a pole, and they're just like, you know, marching them across the screen. (laughs) And then also people in like skeleton costumes, like the ones that actually have to fight and like do acrobatic shit, because there's a lot of that. Yes, a lot of that. It's It's actually, it's a great mismatch of that it's uh it's all all together it it, it looks pretty damn great i thought and in addition to these skeletons you get the resurrection of evil ash and now he's like got full-on face makeup and it is bruce campbell bruce campbell's playing this person too and he looks awesome he does he looks pretty great he eventually gets some armor and he's marching his army of the dead to the castle to you know to get the book get the book to get the book of the dead back from ash that's right and ash at this point he's like well he, he brought the necronomicon back to uh you know to lord arthur's castle and he's like well i'm fucking leaving i'm out of here and uh he wants to leave these uh these primitive screw heads behind but sheila gets kidnapped by a winged uh deadite brings her back to evil ash who turns her into a deadite and now it's fucking personal and now i just gotta stay and fight 
So he's got to stay. And he also apparently turns into like a siege master, <laughs> like medieval siege master and totally orchestrates like defense of this castle. Is like making gunpowder and explosive bomb arrows. It's so funny, man, because like, you know, it's Lord Arthur's castle, but Lord Arthur is basically not heard of for the rest of the movie. He's just kind of like taking orders from this, you know, from Ash. He orders uh, Lord Arthur's uh, soldiers to bring the Delta back to the castle, which uh, in the his trunk, for some reason, he's got a, a, a chemistry book. Although I guess he's a, a Michigan State student. So I guess that I, that kind of explains that. But uh, yeah, they quickly uh, quickly teaches the wizards how to use gunpowder. So they make <laughs> he makes bow and arrow type weapons and uh, you know uh, explosive charges for the catapults. So even though it's only sixty guys against uh, you know a legion of the army of the dead, you know they're they they feel pretty prepared. It's it's a good setup for a siege. Well, and the whole siege is great too. It looks it's it's hilarious. And it's and it's good, you know. All the things look good. Like they start, you know, like shooting the arrows at the skeletons. They start blowing up, and they're doing like, "Hey, oh, hey, how about that?" You know, they're being like goofy. I can't stress enough how funny the fucking skeletons are in this movie, dude. We have skeletons playing other skeletons as drums. We have skeletons <laughs> playing like flute, flute bone. Yeah, we, we have we have pl- skeletons playing bagpipes. We have yeah, skeleton flutists. It's almost like you're watching an airplane movie. It really is. It looks it looks like you're watching a parody of something. It's not a parody of an Evil Dead movie because the other two movies were nothing like this. But uh, man, it is energetic as hell. It never slows down. Uh, and then yeah, it, combined with you know the the other practical effects of actual like actors in suits and all the you know the uh, stop, there's a lot of stop motion in this movie too. And you combine all that together, and you just it just works. Uh, and Sam Raimi is just a fucking good director, man. He just makes this stuff work. So they're getting attacked, and you know, eventually, after well, first uh, Ash sort of fights uh, Sheila, Deadite Sheila, for a little while. He brings a modified uh, classic into the mix too. They fucking tie like a helicopter thing to the blade to the top of the uh, the front of the classic, the Delta, and he's driving this thing around just knocking skeletons in half and then he finally gets his uh, showdown with evil ash and this is when when lots of swashbuckling commences just just a whole just, yeah this is like a this is a fucking pirate movie this is right now. straight up errol flynn type movie at this point it's just a bunch of sword fighting and it's all good it's all very entertaining uh you know at one point evil ash uh, actually gets a hold of the book but then good ash you know, burns his face off with one of the torches and it turns him into just a straight up skeleton. But with like an animated face, like with eyeballs, it looks really cool. I like it. It looks very fucking cool. And then, uh, yeah, he gets the book and then he, you know, he's uh, he jumps down to finish Ash off. But, you know, uh, unbeknownst to him, he's standing on top of one of the uh, the charges for uh, one of the catapults. <laughs> he sends him in the, and then he explodes and he just blows up yeah that's that's the end of evil ash <laughs> which uh sends the rest of the army of the dead uh running away right isn't that what happens yeah that's pretty much it and then it's like the next morning he's uh talking to sheila who's uh she's back to normal yeah back to normal you know and then he he decides to go home anyway and uh then they cut back to him at the s mart you know, shop smart, shop as smart. <laughs> Talking to Ted Raimi. I really bored Talking to Ted, Ted Raimi, Raimi about his adventures. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that he fucking uh, mispronounced the words a second time. <laughs> a 
of course he did. Because of course he did. Because this is this is the character that we will see in the Ash versus the Evil Dead or uh, in uh, TV the series. TV series. And uh, so yeah, there's a deadite that shows up in the in the store, and they have like another like kung fu fight, you know, karate fight with like flips and M- more acrobatics. You know, Ash is uh, he gets a you know another a different shotgun. He's he's having a shootout with this thing. He gets another awesome one liner of two one liner or two lady i'm afraid i'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store i'll swallow your soul no thanks (laughs) (laughs) he like throws the shotgun up in the air for no reason and it's like flipping end over end and he jumps on a table that wheels along like surfs it (laughs) he catches it and blows her away it just looks great and goofy at the same time then there's this uh this hot like girl customer right i don't even know she comes out of nowhere and he just grabs her and he's like hail to the king baby and he makes out with her and that's how the movie ends <laughs> <laughs> which is the ending that um they wanted sam raimi to make uh, after they had seen his idea for an original ending his original ending was going to be ash did not go back to his present time he actually went to the future Oh shit! And it was like, uh, yeah, it was like a, a wasteland type thing, and the deadites were still there. Spoiler alert: If you watch the Ash vs. the Evil Dead TV series at the end of the third season, they get that ending in there. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much how that series ends. That's right. So that's a, a fun sort of little ill thing, which if you have not if you have not watched the Ash vs. the Evil Dead uh, TV show, like what the fuck's wrong with you that that it's amazing we, we we can't say enough good things about it like we more than likely will not be able to watch this for the podcast because there's so much of it i mean it's three seasons it's still a lot <laughs> yeah uh but uh i mean maybe i don't know but but it's it's so good it's so good you guys check it out it's fantastic it's a crime that we didn't get more seasons but uh yeah you know i, I forgot about the the terminator 2 future ending for that that series that, that would have been so great to continue so give me your final thoughts on army of darkness man it's uh it's fucking great it's so much fun it's such a fun movie you know i was talking to marcus I, you know I, I have a you know she's almost 11 year old daughter and throughout most of this movie i'm like she could probably handle this and then some stuff would happen and then Ash, when he gets back after getting the Necronomicon, like people are like, you know, like, yay, you made it. Way to go. He's like, get the fuck out of my face. Fuck out of my face. <laughs> now, yeah, I mean that. But, uh, <laughs> man, it, it's great. Yeah, don't let the fact that it's nowhere near as gory or nowhere near as horror heavy, and I mean nowhere near, uh, you know, as the first two movies let you not watch this movie because it is a great continuation. This is a. Uh, it's it's fantastic it's a whole lot of fun uh it, it's flies by so quickly it's only 80 some minutes long and it's it's paced breakneck pace I highly highly recommend it especially if you've uh if you've watched the first two evil dead movies and even if you haven't it's it's amazing it's just a lot a lot of fun man i completely agree i am so happy that i enjoyed it as much as i did tonight i even enjoyed it enough to where it's uh it's floating in that 10 out of 10 territory for me Same. but for different reasons Same. just like the other two yeah man i'm dude i'm so happy we like rewatch this trilogy i mean holy shit like what a what a what a great time this has been 
Once again, it is now time for Guess the Movie Title, the game where one of us picks a movie and the other one tries to guess the title. It is my turn tonight. So, Luke, get ready for this one. I'm ready, baby. Before we start, just so you don't get confused later, one of my clues is going to refer to a like older style of movie. Okay. But this movie was made in 1989. I'm just trying to get you to connect some things together. Okay. An advanced alien race returns to Earth to see what has become of their little experiment called humans. What they find disgusts them. While observing a vagabond named Vernon, the aliens assume that all humans are dirty and filthy. Man, they're not fucking far off. Anyway. <laughs> and the only solution to this problem... <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm looking at the rest of my sentence. Get ready for this shit. <laughs> The only solution to this problem is for the alien race to mate a human with a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I mean, like, who comes up with this shit? Why are we still working normal jobs while people that make up stuff like this get to, like, <laughs> you know, hang out by their, like, Hollywood swimming pools? <laughs> man, I don't know. But <laughs> Wait, you read that to me again? Right. The only solution to this problem is for the alien race to mate a human with a vacuum cleaner. Oh my god. Okay. Alright, and spoiler alert, uh, there is a birth scene of a human vacuum cleaner hybrid. What in the world does that even look like? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Vernon is more than happy to help, but the... <laughs> He's more than fucking happy to help. It's like, yeah, I'm going to get this vacuum cleaner. Sure. Why? <laughs> Vernon is more than happy to help, but the vacuum human hybrid that is birthed has a taste for blood. Now, <laughs> now aliens and humans have to act fast or lose all of civilization to our oversexed bloodthirsty vacuum. Oh my God. I already have a fucking title in mind, but go ahead. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. Clue number one. This is one of only three movies that was rejected by Mystery Science Theater 3000. Rejected? Like, they were like, we're not doing this? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Before you ask, I do not know what the other two movies are, but this is one of no, them. No, I, I... Oh, my God. Okay. Go on. Clue number two. I've already said the first word in the title. It has to do with the sex part of the plot. Okay. The other part of the title is another name for a vacuum cleaner. Clue number three. The second part of the title is the planet where the aliens are from. And I really just want you to think about where any aliens would be from for like a 50s era sci-fi movie. I'm not going to get this right. I, I'm, I'm going to stick with my original guess from when you read me the description. I want a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the name the name of this movie is Oversexed Rug Suckers from Mars. <laughs> rug suckers? Nobody calls rug vacuums suckers. rug suckers. Not a single person is like, hey, can you what kind of rug suckers you got on sale today? Like this that doesn't that's not a thing. <laughs> rug suckers. No. No, Marcus. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> what does a vacuum do, man? It sucks rugs. And other things. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, you mean other things like Vernon? Well, there's linoleum <laughs> floors, for example. <laughs> 
God damn it, rug suckers. I've never, ever, I would have never gotten that. All right, that's fine. I want a vacuum. <laughs> you don't want a vacuum, you want a rug sucker. <laughs> Oh man! By the way, th- by the way, if you want a-, a fun thing, just mouth the words "I want a vacuum" to someone without actually saying them. It's pretty funny. <laughs> man, I had a hard time with that one. <laughs> the Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays and Fridays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. Luke, tell us what's coming up next. So coming up next, we're closing out the Evil Dead franchise with the 2013 reboot, kind of sequel, called simply Evil Dead. And that's pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Fucking skeletons like, yeah! <laughs> Man, it's like a swashbuckling adventure. It swashes a lot of buckle. <laughs> just eating some fucking bread. <laughs> I'm gonna eat this loaf in your face. <laughs> Why? Why is the right question? <laughs>